Yo, dudes, it's time to save the galaxy. OmniWrench in hand, this is the week of Ratchet and Clank. PlayStation's first real power couple, let's be honest. Developed by the Mighty Insomnia Games and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, the Ratchet and Clank series sees the unlikely titular heroes save galaxy after galaxy from the would-be tyrants of 6th millennium outer space. First arriving on the PlayStation 2 in 2002, Ratchet, a ferret-like Lombax from the planet Valden, and Clank, a defective warbot who conveniently doubles as a backpack to Ratchet, have gone on to appear in nine more main series games, four spin-offs, and a Hollywood feature film. They're kind of a big deal. A balance of reckless thrill-seeking and calculated puzzle-solving, Ratchet and Clank are a really unique duo who deal as much in comedy as they do in punishment on their enemies. And with their latest and grandest entry to date, Rift Apart, having just released, we figured now is a good time as any to have a chat about this very entertaining series. Let's get this rumble rolling, Jimbo. If it be spoilers you're wanting, it be spoilers you're getting. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Rumble Pack podcast with your hosts Luke, myself. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce me. I'm no. Will, myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, always throwing curveballs. We don't want to ever get set into some sort of routine here. No. Because it'll start seeming like we're organized. Yeah, well, that, that really confused me actually. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I even thought maybe you froze on the screen for a second. It was nah, just silence. Just, I was just trying to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are we? Did it work? What are we? Uh, yes, yep. it did. What are we here to talk um, about? Well, today we've got a very big series to talk about. One that both of us have played different stages of. Yep. And that is Ratchet and Clank, the PlayStation stalwarts, who we've discussed in our mascots episode, which I believe was. Way back in episode four. Uh, three, even. Three. I think it was episode further. three, yes. That was like two years ago. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Um, For all those OGs out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I started with this series back in, I think, 2004, maybe, when I got a PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Ratchet and Clank 3, Up Your Arsenal, came with the PlayStation 2. And what a brilliant and name. I had, I had, that is a brilliant name. Um, and it followed on from Going Commando in the, <laughs> the second one. Later followed by A Cracking Time. Um, and some, um, and a bo- and Quest for Booty. That's another one. <laughs> um, but this is a really fun um, third person shooter series. Very kid friendly, but us being the big kids we are. We can't get enough of it still. Yeah. Uh, and so, recently we've, I think you played maybe last year or early this year, you played through Ratchet and Clank, um, the 2016 It was, yeah, late reboot, last almost. year. So, mm-hmm. I actually, I was actually playing Bloodborne at the time and I was trying to get the platinum on that and I just had to have a break. I was like, I just need a break. Like, this game's just so tough and it's actually killing me. So, I mm-hmm. took a break and I decided to just start playing Ratchet and Clank randomly because like you've always spoken of it. Um and it was always it was on my list ever since I had a PS4 anyway, and I started playing it, and then yeah, I had a two week break from uh, getting to play through Bloodborne, and I got the platinum trophy for Ratchet and Clank. 
Yeah. I just played it. I just played and played it. Not that it's a huge game. It didn't take very long, but I just got mm. really stuck into it and I loved it. Yeah. Well, like, because it came out in 2016 as a re, basically a re, a reboot, more or less, from the 2002 original mm-hmm. game from that was on the PlayStation 2. Yep. And so the original trilogy is what I'm familiar with, though I'm currently playing through the 2016 version. Mm hmm. Um, whereas that you're familiar with the um, in isolation the 2016 version yeah and you and you're currently playing the recently released rift apart the latest version which is why we thought now would be a great time to bring out this episode mm-hmm. um because well, it's, on our minds. it's a blast it's on our minds at the moment and the new game mm-hmm. is absolutely awesome so why yeah. don't we reminisce on the old ones absolutely well we can uh but just off the top this this is a, a typically great Insomniac Games series. Mm-hmm. These are a, this is a game studio that came, you know, brought us Spyro, Sunset Overdrive later on. Yep, and also recently the Marvel Spider-Man games on all on PlayStation. Oh, Sunset Overdrive um, did come out. Sorry, Xbox exclusive. Yep, which is a bit of a an outlier for Insomniac Games. Mm. But these, but the Ratchet and Clank games are so rich with character and there's sheer brilliance. Yeah, it, it, it's just goofy fun, um, and we just yeah, just can't get enough. It's just, it's just hectic. Yeah, it is. It's crazy <laughs> in the best way. And the combat yeah. it feels so satisfying, and mm. all the crazy weapons, all the funny names, and it's just it's a really awesome package. Yeah, well, and I'm glad you finally got onto playing it as well because I've sort of. I've always said it's a really good, a uh, really good game for anyone to play, kids or adults. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm into it as well. I think, mm. yeah, we, uh, because I never had PlayStation growing up, which we've discussed. I, I just, I wasn't even aware of this series until a few years ago, and I went to a, a retro game store on on the Gold Coast, and I bought myself a PlayStation Two, and the guy there, uh, Chris, he said to, I asked him, you know, what's a good PlayStation game playstation 2 game i can buy that i've not played that would make this purchase worth it you know and he said you should get ratchet and clank if you ever played ratchet and clank uh and unfortunately at the time they didn't have the they didn't have any stock of them so i never ended oh, okay. up buying them but I, but he basically said you know get ratchet and clank when you can because they're so fun and you'd love it uh and i yeah i never did i still haven't but luckily i got ended up with a ps4 and played the um, latest one and now i'm hooked yeah. yeah, and I'm currently playing through the, the latest one and it's slightly, there's a few things like I've, we've mentioned with the, the Crash Bandicoot games, I noticed little things like differences in, in running mechanics and things yeah. like that, which are completely ridiculous and nitpicky, but it's still got the same charm to it and they've actually enhanced the all of the, the side characters and how these all these different planets that we visit, how they bring them alive with, mm. uh, you know, background dialogue and such as, you know, PAs that are throughout the world just having basically random conversations going in the background and yep. or arguments with each other that some people might miss or not care for, but it's just a great little, um, I suppose, extra detail that just make it a really funny world. Yeah, well, on the surface level, it looks like just another, just a really random arcade sort of shooting platformer with not a lot of substance. I, I think it's fair to say, but when you actually play the game, it's you, you very quickly realise how detailed and uh, well thought out all the level design is, and how complex and um, seriously good it feels to to shoot the weapons and control Ratchet and Clank. So 
it's uh, if anyone that has a PS4 or access to the original trilogy that Luke um, could shed some light on, uh, mm-hmm. give it a go if you haven't. Really good. Yeah, great fun. So just before we get in, so before we get into the 2016 version, which we will be our primary focus of this episode because mm-hmm. we want to sort of lead into the the latest game, Rift Apart. Yep. I'd just like to take us back to 2002. Mm. The, the first Ratchet and Clank called Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. So on the <laughs> so on the back of the again. on the back of the case, you've done me in again from, with a pause, like the start of the yeah, episode. <laughs> it's the it's the tension I'm building. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. So this is um, I'll ref, I'll refine it a bit better. I'll I'll get at the um, this you know real dramatic. It's always room for improvement. There, there is. So, at the back of the case of, of game one, it's time to rip the galaxy a new one. With over 36 weapons and gadgets to choose from, it's no wonder Ratchet and Clank have itchy trigger fingers. It's simple. Lots of enemies to shoot, lots of fun weapons and gadgets, and you get to blow money sign at exclamation mark T up. wonder what that says. <laughs> Burn, bomb, blast, or obliterate your enemies. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Blow it up. Blow it all up. Because it ain't the size of your weapon that counts. It's how many It's how many you have, and better yet, how you use them. <laughs> okay. Go on. And that actually sums the series up perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's fair to say, this, this, the uh, arsenal you have access to in this game is out of control. Mm. And they're really bombastic, crazy weapons too. Yeah, they are. What do you know? What the classification for the game was? Over here, it's ooh, it's PG here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't. So, so they didn't swear in the games or anything. That it was just like all innuendo. It's all innuendo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? There is so much innuendo. Yeah, because of course <laughs> with the 2016 and the new game, they've toned that down. That's not really part of it. It's still funny, but in a different a different uh, type of comedy. Yeah, there's yeah. still a fair bit in there. Like I'm picking up on playing through it, but yeah, it's definitely not as as intense, which is a bit of a shame, really, because it, it's really unique humor. Yeah, <laughs> I actually love it. It's <laughs> similar. I'd compare this for anyone who's a fan of A Bug's Life or watched A Bug's Life. If you ever go back and watch that as an adult, there are so many jokes in there mm. that you would never have got as a kid. This is that sort of game. Yeah. So if you're ever playing along with your kid you'll probably have a, a blast at things that they wouldn't even realize or understand. <laughs> so, but the, the synopsis of this first game as well is that the villainous chairman Drek of the Blarg race plans to create a new planet for his species, destroying other planets in the process. Clank convinces Ratchet to help him in his mission to acquire assistance from the hero, Captain Quark. Now, I won't go too much into this game because mm-hmm. it's it's basically recalibrated in the 2016 version which you've got a lot more detail on yep but it's a really it is a really fun introduction to these characters uh, we, we basically have ratchet who's a mechanic end up he stumbles upon clank who's a, a discarded dodgy warbot basically yeah lots of very big and he comes out this tiny little sized pocket sized sort of robot <laughs> yeah and basically Ratchet wants to be a galactic ranger who saves the you know the galaxy from threats and he ends up in going for the trials to be a galactic ranger ends up being roped into this whole crazy intergalactic battle. Yeah. 
<laughs> against the chairman direct. And it's really random. And he just uses these, the, the wrench he uses to service cars or vehicles is what he fights with for the entirety of this series. <laughs> <laughs> it's a he really a odd, odd design of a character, really. Mm. It's like, you know, the and- 3D platformers were such a, a prominent feature of the late 90s, early 2000s. And it's like they thought, well, what, what can we give him to use as a weapon that sets him apart from all the rest? Oh, mm. A wrench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and we get a... He's he's almost like a ferret-looking creature, a big yellow ferret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, a f- sort of a humanoid feline-looking thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lombax. A lombax is mm. called, yep. And he's a real sort of... Sort of not a f- total dude, bro. Not Jason Brody style, but, you know, he's a fair skater dude. Yeah, he is. He's almost. a kid. At heart, like he's, yeah, he he gets really swept away uh, by like his heroes, the Galactic Rangers. Uh, So you can tell he's like still, he's still young. Yeah, he's very very. easily persuaded. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Jason Brody style. Jason Brody style. Yeah. (laughs) Check out Far Cry Three episode last week if you want to know what we're talking about there. I don't want Jason Brody to be part of the Galactic Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, to be fair, he'd he'd be able to take down the entire universe if he did. Yeah. Yeah. True. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we get into, then in, I think, 2003, we have Ratchet and Clank Going Commando came out. This is, I actually played the games backwards, but it's fair to say. I started at three and went two and then one. Oh. Yeah. Bit different. The, so, this is the second game. One of those yeah. guys. <laughs> um, so, on the back of the Going Commando case, we have Ratchet and Clank Return, kicking ass one planet at a time. Oh. And so, they're in a different galaxy this mm. time. But we have mega weapons leads to maximum carnage. Load up with bombs, guns, and gadgets for some rapid fire interstellar annihilation. Wipe them out. Reap the rewards. Pick up cool pick up cool weapon. <laughs> oh, and, and, uh, and armor upgrades. It's okay. It makes sense. Ah. By obliterating anything that moves. <laughs> Do you hate it when you judge a sentence and you only read half yeah, of it? <laughs> you sold them out then. <laughs> I do that reading books all the time. Excel at the maxi games. Earn extras. Go commando in space combat. Hover bike racing and arena battle modes. Ooh. Cool. So, it gets even more bombastic. So, was the first game not called Up Your Arsenal then? No, the first game's just called Ratchet and Clank. Well, what's up your arsenal? Is that another that's game? That's the third one. That's the third one. Oh, sorry. That's the third game. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but it was my first game. Yeah, so. I thought they'd come after uh, Going Commando. But yeah, carry, yeah. carry on. So, in Going Commando, joined by newcomer Angela Cross, Ratchet and Clank attempt to unravel a conspiracy behind a mysterious pet project orchestrated by the shadowy Megacorp. Oh, Megacorp. Okay. Never heard of those before. Uh, Never heard of Angela no. Cross. No. So, well, they're, they're all exclusive to the second game, basically. Okay. And I'll go into him a bit later, but Megacore is run by Abercrombie Fizz Widget. <laughs> okay. And he, he calls Ratchet and Clank, because Ratchet and Clank <laughs> in this game are now, are now famous because of their escapades in the first game. Mm-hmm. So, they get called in and hired by Megacorp in this, I think, the Bogon Galaxy to come and help him find this this pet project that's been stolen. Yep. Okay. Uh, and it basically turns out to be this really psycho little fluffy pet yeah. thing that uh, that Megacorp wants to give to all these families, but it's actually like a killer animal. 
So it's okay. it's it's a it's totally mad. Hmm. And uh, Captain Quark uh, is is uh, right in this game as well. Right. In a way, you don't expect him. He turns a bit villain. Again, I mean, I he was, was villain, say, but yeah. but he's <laughs> he surprises here, and it's it's actually a classic. <laughs> cool. Sounds fun. So then we get it is yeah, mm. it was very fun. But the funnest of them all, the best one, in my opinion, is this the general Ratchet consensus. Oh, don't know. Yeah, uh, it's general consensus. Oh, well, game game four and gave it a what was it nine point five? Ten. It, it was ten out of ten. It gave they gave the first game eight point seven five out of ten, the second nine point five, and the third ten. That's amazing. It is incredible. Mm. Uh, so in in two thousand and four, we got Ratchet and Clank three up your arsenal. <laughs> so they made one a year. Yeah, well, to be fair, most of those old mascot games did come out threes in a row. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, because they build them on the same engine. Yeah. They just pump them out, which is really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. They're probably I mean, a bit it, funny these uh, days. Yeah, well, I mean, if they if they have the ability to make games in this succession and keep upping the score by 0.5 uh, for a review, then why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing teams back then, to be honest, yeah. to just have, use the same engine. Then in one year, go, oh, we'll uh, we'll add, you know, all of these features, all of these weapons, and learn from our mistakes in the last game. It's like, how did you even get time to learn from those mistakes? Yeah, I think they t- <laughs> they took things a bit more simple back in the day. Mm. Very technical and these days. A lot of pressure yeah, to. And, yeah, and it probably worked better. Yeah, and it so Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank 3, up your arsenal, follows <laughs> Ratchet and Clank's adventure through a fictional universe, which is the Solana Galaxy. We go back to the galaxy from the first game. Uh-huh. To defeat a robotic villain, Dr. Nefarious, who intends to destroy all organic life. Okay. Now, interestingly, in the 2016 version of the game, which you've played, mm-hmm. and Dr. Nefarious is in, he's actually an organic alien. So, is Dr. Nefarious not in the original? No, he's not. Oh, here we go. He only, he only comes in in Up Your Arsenal. Right. And this is the and he comes into this game having already become a, a, a robot. Yeah, wow. Which is a key point of the entire plot. And it's very interesting that in the 2016 reboot, they've actually brought him forward, brought him in before he's a robot. Yeah. So, okay, that's really that's really uh, interesting. Yeah, because hmm. uh, he's a he's a complete evil genius moron. Yeah, <laughs> he's a real goose. <laughs> he's an idiot. So, in, on the back of the case of Up Your Arsenal, we have Ratchet and Clank. Are, Ratchet and Clank are going online, and they're ready to take on the universe. Blast away players through huge galactic battlefields as you discover new worlds to blow up. Jump into armored vehicles with a teammate, or rear, or roar through. Thrilling single-player levels with all new power-packed weapons. The outrageous intergalactic duo is back! Three exclamation marks. Ooh, three. Yeah, That's a bit excessive. It is. I don't know if this is the Australian case, but the uh, it's quite ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very ugly. But yeah, this is the first game in the series to feature online multiplayer. Oh, okay. Mm. And what what was the online multiplayer? So, you basically get your own character with your weapons... Yeah, you get vehicles and you just get a big map for team deathmatch style matches. Mm, not that you ever played it. You didn't go online no. in your life till I reckon twenty what, twenty eighteen? No, but there was split screen. Okay, cool. For what? So, for the um, campaign? 
Or so for, I or for multiplayer. Myself. Multiplayer. <laughs> you ran around. Okay. <laughs> yep. I was, had split screen. I was, so I could just get into a lobby and just run around. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's free form. Yeah. Um, so just to breeze through some of the characters. So we're obviously introduced to Ratchet and Clank 3. Um, basically the PS2's substitute for Crash Bandicoot. Um, and they did feature, even though I am focusing on these original, this original trilogy, we did actually, there was a fourth game called Ratchet and Clank Gladiator in Australia or Deadlocked overseas. Yeah. And that was basically just Ratchet and Clank was a, just a story mechanism, but he wasn't a gameplay part. And it was basically a big Gladiator arena game. So, it's sort of, it's canon and it's part of these, this original it's a real you burn know, chunk on, of the game, uh, but. on on Clank. Why would they do that? I don't know. He's some one of the, the best parts of the the entire gameplay. Yeah, the the duo is what makes makes them. Ratchet or yeah. Clank on their own, like they're fine. But it's like Banjo and Kazooie. Like if they made a game which is just Banjo, what? <laughs> That's like ninety percent of his moves gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they sort of came to. PS2 with Jack and Daxter. And as I mentioned to you, it's, you're either a Ratchet and Clank kid or a Jack and Daxter kid, it seems. Mm. Well, Which I tested, the, I tested this on a mate the other day and I said, did you play Ratchet and Clank? He said, no, I played Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, point proven. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to comment on that because I don't know any better. Mm. I reckon you may be wrong. You may be right. Oh. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Jack and Daxter was... Wasn't as good. No, no, no. I'm saying like the, you might be wrong. There, there, there is. There would be people out there that played both. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm mm. sure there is. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone. <laughs> Are you out there? Anybody? Come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, message us on the, at Real Rubble Pack. Yeah. Twitter or Instagram. Tell us. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us. Did you play both? Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. Tell us if you played um, both, so we can uh, ban you from listening. <laughs> <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> yeah. It's gold, it's Pokemon Gold or Silver. It's PlayStation or Xbox. Make your minds up. Yeah. Um so I really love these guys. They're a great duo, as we just said. Why would you split them up? Uh Ratchet's a cocky gung ho kind of skater type dude who's generally just as thick as the stereotype mm-hmm. that he follows is. Yeah. Um but clanks the brains. Uh he lacks yeah. he doesn't have a whole heap of personality, but he's no, he also does. not lots of personality, but he's he's really smart and reliable um, for mm. Ratchet. He's, he's like very willing and able to help. Um, yeah. And he's very cute. He's cute. He's, he's, he's very cute. He kind of comes. Green eyes. He kind of comes across like you know, I don't know in the 2016 game. I know they're equals. Like it's literally Ratchet and Clank, but he kind of comes across as like Ratchet's pet in a way. Yeah. As well, which yeah. is, which is probably wrong to say because he's definitely his equal. But yeah. Um, I think it's just the fact that he's so small and yeah, on, on Ratchet's back, and he'll just do anything mm. for Ratchet. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's he's a great character. Um, um, besides a few deliberate references or third wall breaks, their world's really unique and uh, bombastic, and sort of mm. really, I suppose, self sufficient. It doesn't rely on anything else. It doesn't rely on you know our Milky Way. Or anything, it's just its complete own world, own universe, basically. Yeah. Um. So I'm not. There's not really any weaknesses to any of the characters or places. It's just a no. fun, light, 
um, you know, there's not much source of critiquing with with any of the characters through these games besides just saying how fun they are. No, well, you wouldn't take it. You just wouldn't take it seriously enough to really critique them anyway. Like it's literally mm. a game that's just designed to just sit down and relax and have fun. It's not. It's not some heavy story game like The Last of Us. Um, mm. It's it's just a it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. The but yeah, so we get to use a wrench the whole time and just pound enemies, mm. enemy after enemy. Otherwise, using crazy big guns. Oh. Uh, and and, Cl- and Clank doubles as the heli pack, heli pack and thruster pack mm-hmm. for long jumps and gliding and all sorts of things, which is really cool. Yeah, I love it the- makes their, it makes their tandem work really good, really fun. Yeah, I love the jump and slam down with the wrench. Oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah, when you hit like a bunch of boxes and you get all the um, uh, bolts. Mm. You like collect the collect tons of bolts from smashing the smashing down bolts are like the currency in the game used to upgrade buy weapons and stuff. But yeah, very cool. Well, in- and your favorite thing, sorry, your favorite thing, uh, grinding rails. Oh, I love grinding rails. Yeah, that is so, that is so much fun. Yeah, we get to we get grind boots, which we find throughout the game, and then basically opens up this whole monorail system uh, in certain levels where there's you know things to collect, and you pretty much just grind your way around like a this massive obstacle course like a big roller coaster and it is so fun it makes a lot of sense now why uh insomniac programmed grinding so well in sunset overdrive because i never because sunset overdrive was the first game by insomniac i ever played and the grinding was just so fun and now it makes a lot of sense they bloody spent years making games where you grind oh yeah yeah (laughs) i can't i can't wait to talk about sunset overdrive yeah soon Great game, yeah. Very soon, actually. Mm. <laughs> the better fire up that Xbox One. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also, what, what else do we do? We get boots, like gravity boots. Where we get to run up walls and things. We get thruster boots in in up your arsenal, which you wouldn't have seen, which are basically rockets out your boots, which you just fly along the ground as fast as you want. Mm-hmm. To travel really quick. The gravity the gravity boots are called the Magna Boots, by the way. Magna Boots. Yeah. They used to be called gravity boots. I don't know. I'm not up with it. Oh, I, I thought maybe that's what they're always called. But they let you <laughs> yeah, no. uh, walk around walls at any angle and defy gravity. Mm. And yeah, that's actually one of my favorite gadgets. I just think that's really cool. It is They cool. already use it uh, pretty well in Rift Apart, I will say. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. i buy that soon. But yeah, I, I love the jetpack. Um I love the Magna boots. I love the grind boots. Uh, I can, t- if you want to talk about the weapons, there's a few weapons I really like. Well, we can we can hold off a minute because mm. I just well skim through this original trilogy and then you can get stuck into that new game as much as you want. So and we'll yeah, open up that floor. Are the weapons the same in the new game as they were in the original, or they're different as well? No, they've been renamed and remastered generally. Okay, okay, they have slightly different names. Um, which I'll and I'll touch on a few few of my favourites mm-hmm. uh, shortly, but one thing while we're talking about the wrench, um, it's really cool in up your arsenal because I think you get to upgrade your wrench a couple of times. Oh yeah, and you and you eventually speaking of the overhead slam, you actually upgrade it so that it basically has about a th- twenty to thirty meter radius around you, which in which all crates are destroyed. Yeah. So, you don't have to hit the crates. So, you end up just doing it in this massive area and everything breaks at once and all of a sudden, these huge rush of bolts just come in from everywhere. 
It's so satisfying. Yeah, it's the best sound as well. Oh, it's it's, it's, so good. it's like um collecting all the um I don't know what they are in Lego games. You collect so many of something like that in Lego games. It's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of them. It's so, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> oh, it is. And especially when it's in Ratchet and Clank when it's thousands and they just come to you like a magnet. It's just like, like so long. It's so good. Yeah. You just, awesome. feel, ri- you just feel rich. Yeah. Um, and you're definitely not. No. <laughs> you're, still, so, you're still 5,000 behind in the next purchase even though you just thought you'd got a million dollars. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, but my favorite part of it, just finishing on Clank. So, he's a little fella, right? But mm-hmm. in the original first game and also in Up Your Arsenal, he actually has a, a couple of stints where he's a big mecha. Oh. So, basically a mega-sized robot. Nice. That would be fun. In Yeah. So, in, in Up Your Arsenal, he's uh, it's actually on the set of his own TV series called Secret Agent Clank or movie series. Funnily enough, I saw I saw that. On YouTube uh, the other day when I was doing my notes for this episode and it came up in my recommended just a video called Secret Agent Clank. <laughs> yeah. I should have clicked on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a game called, I think, a spin-off called Secret Agent Clank as well. I think oh. it was for the PSP or something. Okay. Cool. But this is um, in number three, we get to go on a movie set and we get to play as Mecha Clank mm-hmm. or Giant Clank uh, against a giant dragon character. Yeah, sick. In this, in this little model city with little helicopters flying around and we have to run around and punch oh, the... Oh, nice. It's like full Godzilla. Yeah, or that's good. We shoot rockets out. Uh, it's so it's so cool. <laughs> so, that's... that's um, that sounds, that's that sounds really fun. Moment. Is Ratchet dr- like driving him or are you just playing as a mech Clank? No, Ratchet's not. Ratchet's has to wait in uh, Clank's movie trailer. Right. So, Clank's so he's the star actually of the show. Off. Yeah, so then we go back. And then basically we get we go back and just play as Ratchet, who has to fight off all these Tyranoids who have attacked the movie studios. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets back to the trailer, Clank's been abducted, and Doctor Nefarious <laughs> has re- replaced has replaced Clank with a replica called Clunk. <laughs> and Ratchet doesn't notice it because his eyes go red sometimes when Ratchet's not looking. And then eventually it turns <laughs> out he, he realizes he's um. Dr. Nefarious has planted his inside man. Oh, what a smarty pants Nefarious is. Oh, you'd say Nefarious even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the other key character that's very prominent throughout every game mm-hmm. is Captain 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 Copernicus Quark. What a name. Yeah. It's actually the best name. <laughs> it is. So, he's basically <laughs> just the, the big, uh, big buff, goofy superhero of the of this universe yeah he leads all the galactic rangers he's meant to be like he's basically a fictional and real life hero all the same like Mm. they base all these movies off his actual feats and all that sort of thing and he's a complete tool an absolute moron who who makes up half the stories of what happened and he's actually a cow he's actually a coward yeah he's the the fakest superhero ever yeah Yeah. he is he's so outspoken and like heroic, he has his real heroic voice and posture. But then when, when oh, uh, push comes to shove, he's a complete sook. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got one of the best voices in gaming. He does. He's, just so, he's such a tool. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he, and, he's, and he's the biggest tool in gaming yeah. history. Oh, probably, yeah. He's very, <laughs> he's very reminiscent of uh, like a sort of Buzz Lightyear slash Zerg combo or something. 
Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. yeah, he's the face of the Galactic Rangers, but then he's a bit of a uh, sneaky devil behind the scenes, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, he hits a, he hits a real low in Ratchet and Clank going commando. Mm. Uh, where he disguises himself as Abercrombie Fizz Widget. Okay. To set uh to set this proto pet loose onto the galaxy, this uh this pet that I mentioned earlier that this uh that they trying to put across the galaxy as a friendly pet. But it's basically meant to be it, it's basically just this evil monster. Who it turns out Quark is disguised as Fizz Widget this whole time, so <laughs> he's made this he's made this pet actually a villain. So that once it's released across the galaxy, he can re-emerge and save the galaxy from the threat of the prototype. Ah, oh, good on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but the best thing is though, um, as a result of becoming the villain, when he gets captured mm. eventually and defeated by Ratchet and Clank, um, he's assigned to work as the test subject for the Crotchetizer at Megacorp as punishment for his crimes. Right. What's the Crotchetizer? <laughs> well, we don't we don't ever see. But it's the last in the last clip of the in the last clip of him in Ratchet and Clank Two, he's pinned up on a, he's strapped up on a wall, basically I think with just his jocks on, and there's this massive claw going straight for the crotchetizer. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with all the, it's got all these tools spinning around, <laughs> so and then he just I think it cuts and him just yelling. So it's obviously uh, giving him a bit of a hard time. Yeah. Well, good. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just that's just sort of where the where the humor the humor just goes like so ridiculous, mm. and it's, uh, like it's probably a good thing to mention that Quark. I, I don't know if it's for every game in the original trilogy, but he's like the narrator of the games. Yeah, it's not not for every every game, no. But he uh, he basically narrates the events, uh, and all the while we're playing through these things he keeps adding in these little bits and there'll be someone questioning questioning yeah. him saying like oh but what do you mean and he's just like well wait a minute <laughs> it's just like just because <laughs> he's trying to make it sound better for him yeah. even though he's a complete coward that's so good yeah um so but in and in in up your arsenal quark actually gets saved f- from exile in a forest planet called florana okay so ratchet and, ratchet and clank uh, and then Ratchet and Clank, once they've saved him and bring him back to, they play this hollow disc, which is like an arcade game that's based on Quark's feats. Mm-hmm. So they basically show him an arcade game, and he all of a sudden remembers who he is and everything, because he's this massive. Um, he's basically just a big monkey who throws bananas. You actually fight him, okay? <laughs> when he's this madman. <laughs> uh, so we and we eventually join the Q Force, which is Quark's own task force, almost like a new Galactic Ranger st- style setup, right? Now we get to play hollow discs as him throughout the game to discover all these different parts of his storyline and where these secret bases are, such as his own when he actually fakes his own death later in the game um, to sort of get away from having this responsibility of the Q-Force. <laughs> so, he, he pulls another shenanigan. Wow. He's, he's a complete idiot. What a what a good written character though. Oh, yeah. He's great. Uh, it's uh, it's He's just a really fun distraction. Yeah. And he's he's in his base, actually, and he has these replica, almost dummies versions of him that shoot these lasers that pop up out of the ground and they're really damn hard to beat. Yeah, okay. So, mm. it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But there's some really cool levels in Up Your Arsenal. Really good. Yeah, nice. Well, one day um, I'll get there. Yeah, you will. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, just, just to touch on a couple of the main villains 
that we see in this original trilogy. We have uh, Doctor Nefarious, yep. who, as I said, starts off as this typical, al- you know, that big alien conehead sort of looking dude. Mm-hmm. Just green, green skin and pointy ears. <laughs> and later on, he becomes a similar looking but robot version of this. Um, he's, a very, he's a very insecure villain who hates all organic life forms or squishies, as he calls them. It's in later, in Ravi Arsenal, he calls them squishies. Okay. <laughs> um, For what reason? Plots- Don't know. Well, he's basically, he just hates organic life form for some reason. Mm. Because he can't control them, I think. He wants to make a robot army. Right. Like him. He wants, so he wants, he wants to kill everyone with this thing called the bio-obliterator, which actually turns all organic life form into robots. Okay. And then he, and then he's going to have his robotic army to take over the universe. Right. So, do you see him as a, in his like more um, physical form in the original trilogy or you only meet him when he's robotic? You only meet him when he's robotic, but I'm, I think he might appear in one of the arcade games as a as an organic life form. Okay. But it's, it's certainly referred to plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his conversion to being a robot, we don't see it or anything, but it's quite creepy. Yeah. I find it. I always find that sort of stuff really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> bizarre. Well, uh, but the best- Yeah, sorry, no. You go. Well, I was just going to say, that, but the best part- of his character though, because he's like we said, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a moron as well, and he has his he has his robot butler called Lawrence as well, mm-hmm. which is fine. But when he whenever he gets in a rage, he his body freezes up, <laughs> and he's he basically freezes as a robot. And uh, dialogue from a soap soap opera starts starts playing. <laughs> okay. Like so, basically coming out like of a speaker of his body. It's just like, oh, Janice, why didn't you do this and all this sort of stuff? And it gets it starts to get weird before Lawrence will smack him back into action. And it's really <laughs> funny. It's really funny. Like he's a he's a total idiot. Whenever he starts to get flustered, he just freezes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. But what were you gonna add? Oh, I can't even remember what I was gonna say now. But I think. Nefarious, uh, the way I see him is like, at least from what I've played in 2016, which I'm going to uh, talk in more depth about 2016, maybe after the ad, after the sponsor break. But uh, he's he reminds me of a bit like Emperor Palpatine. He's, he's quite sneaky and working in the shadows, at least in the, in the 2016 game. Uh, but he's like, yeah, he's, he just looks like a real weasel. Mm. Yeah, he's like got that high-pitched voice to match. Oh yeah, they're real like ah, yeah, sort of voice. Yeah, yeah. But he, and he's he's he, yeah, he's truly evil. He's yeah. truly evil, but he, he's he's definitely uh, he he doesn't love himself. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, but and another villain that appears, <laughs> you know, definitely yeah. another villain who appears in the first game, which in 2016 he appears with Doctor Nefarious. So mm. I'll let you touch on him more. But that's Chairman Drek, and he's just a little. Basically, the epitome of short man syndrome. This little ugly, basically mobster dude. Yeah. Industrialist who's trying to destroy worlds. Mm. He reminds uh, me of uh, eat- Penguin from from Batman. Yeah, very similar. Mm. Yeah. And he uses the he uses the deplanetizer to harvest resources from destroyed planets. Yeah. To form his own planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wants to create other- like a perfect planet that he can basically rule. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um and then we get these sort of fun, cool side characters that appear throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Some which you you will know. Yep. There's Skid McMarks, 
Yes, classic yeah. na- classic name. Uh, he um, he's just a classic dude, bro. He's the skater dude celebrity who uh, you actually race in or race for in the hoverboard races. Yeah, he's like the hoverboard world champion, and Ratchet's mm. like a huge fan of his. Yeah. yeah, and he's a complete moron, and he yeah, somehow in Ratchet in, he in so- somehow in up your arsenal who becomes a member of the Q Force. Okay. And he basically he basically just ruins things. He just keeps popping up at random things and like, Skid McMarks, what are you doing here? He's like, yeah, dudes, I'm here to fight. <laughs> and he, he just, he's a complete moron. Well, that's probably because um, uh, Quark was uh, trying to find anyone to join his Q-Force. No one yeah. would do it. So, he's like, Skid, such an idiot. Oh, you want to join? Yeah. All right, yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, he actually gets turned into a robot Oh. at the end of Up Your Arsenal when the bio-obliterator gets... Turned on. Okay. Um, Is that meant to be like a sad moment? Nah, it's just comical. I just remembered it before and I was like, oh, I guess that it maybe is a bit sad though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also have Big Al, who's basically the, the classic oh, yeah. nerd slash gadget upgrade character. Mm-hmm. Just a big yellow dude with a, you know, weird nerdy t-shirt on with a lab jacket. Yeah. Classic. But he doesn't really provide many upgrades besides story-based ones. No. So, he's just sort of there as a cliche. He's not someone you can go back to that has like a store or something like that. He's just mm. basically there uh, when the story needs it. Especially in 2016, yep. it's like maybe two or three times max in the game where he gives you an upgrade. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, <laughs> this character that keeps ran- randomly recurring is uh, the plumber. The plumber. As he's known. He's just a random redneck plumber who always needs help. Uh, he always needs help unclogging uh, drains. <laughs> it just, so, it oh, just pops so up. So he's in more it. than one Ratchet game. He's in them all. He pops all three of them. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I thought it. Because in the Ratchet and Clank 2016, he's like, he's just so out of left field. He's just this guy, and he's like, oh, well, I'll fix your ship if you if you do this. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that even knows what your name is. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so some of, but some of my favorite weapons, there's some really fun weapons, uh, in this, as I mentioned, and we, my, few of my favorites, we get the N60 Storm, which is like a bit of a machine gun, mm-hmm. just stock standard, which upgrades to the N90 Hurricane. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Mm. Goes barrel over barrel and just sick. Yep. We get the Shock Blaster, which is like a shotgun and it turns into the Shock Cannon. Oh, yeah. Um... These are all energy-based, it's worth mentioning, because they're all space, future space stuff. Yeah, yeah. You get the Rift Inducer, which ter- turns into the Rift Ripper. Oh. Which you shoot little little uh, wormholes into the environment, and it sucks all the enemies into it. Oh, sick. My, that might make shoot- a return in the new game. I hope I haven't so. Because if you shoot, as you shoot more and more little rifts, it actually, they actually merge into one massive rift, and it can suck mass bigger enemies into it. <laughs> cool. It's really cool. Mm. We also have the, the Quacko Ray. Okay. Which turns into the Quacko Blitzer, which turns enemies into ducks. Right. Which is a follow-on from the Sheepinator. Yep. <laughs> which was in the first game called the Morpho Ray. So, that's an example of an upgraded name. Uh, well, Sorry, was the Sheepinator called the Morpho Ray? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but a recurring weapon throughout each game, upgrading each time, is the legendary Rhino. Yeah. Rhino in the first game, Rhino 2 in the second. And what do you know, Rhino 3 and up your arsenal, oh. uh, which you can upgrade into the Rhinocerator. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, um, but, and just to, 
couple of things on the planets and levels. I was just mentioning earlier about the some of the classic quotes that play in the, the background of a PAs. Mm-hmm. And one really fun one that I found in from the Gadgetron showroom is <laughs> just as you're running around, there's this PA and he says, Gadgetron has showrooms locate, located on every inhabited planet in the galaxy. Even one of the uninhabited swamp planet, even one on the uninhabited swamp planet of Bogia 4. We don't know exactly how that one got there. Engineering blames marketing. Marketing blames legal. And legal has been at a conference on planet Bahamia for six months and they don't return our calls. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. It's just really running around. It's just so good. Like you might might not even notice that sort of thing. It's just funny. No, that's awesome. um, But it just keeps these sort of busy, already busy and exciting worlds alive. They're just really fun. Yeah. You know, we get jungle planets, ocean planets. Movie studio planets, snow planets. Uh, well, they feel because uh, because there's always uh, people there talking, and um, it, it, they actually feel like real ecosystems rather than just being uh, uh, like a battleground. Hmm. Yeah, like yeah, it, sure. it makes sense that people could actually live in these places rather than just being a terrain to fight on. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we get, <laughs> but, but this is one one planet in particular from up your arsenal, which. I've, <laughs> I realized I have to, I have to mention this. Mm-hmm. It's has the greatest labyrinth of sewers I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> and I legitimately, <laughs> oh. get your hand off your face. And I legitimately believe this is where my hatred stems from. Like you have to find nearly 100 sewer crystals by killing all these gross amoeboids throughout literally like 100 kilometers of damn sewers. <laughs> it's like a massive maze and you get lost in it and everything. It's so hard. Set the, avoid- set the, did the Rumble Pack boys mention sewers uh, count in, or count up back to zero? <laughs> God. I know. Why would you do that? <laughs> but, but I avoided this thing for years because but eventually, because but I eventually had to crack at it and beat it when I was a man. But, but now I'm sadly the king of the sewers and I can't shake the moniker. <laughs> I... That will stick. I'm I'm gonna make sure that you being the king of the sewers sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Uh, that's sticking. Damn it. That's sticking. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, is that all you've got about the trilogy? I think it's time for a little sponsor break. Well, just quickly. Mm, yeah, go. On. Just what brings these planets to life is we got hoverboard races, we got hover bike races, we got hover ship battles, which is basically a tank. We've got space battles with modifiable ships. We've got turbo sliders, which are like a warthog with a cannon on it, which is manned by a one-eyed monkey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We've got missions that are purely tactical battles with an army of galactic rangers at your command. So, they're a different setup to just running around the mission as you want. Mm -hmm. We have gladiator battles at the Annihilation Nation. (laughs) And we've got heaps of puzzles. One... Or a few actually in up your arsenal that involve said one-eyed monkey, where we control his movements using the banana-guided autonomous monkey device. Okay. <laughs> so if you need him to, if you need him to trigger a button over this th- over this monkey bar, you shoot this banana over onto the onto the button, and he'll go chase it and trigger the button by eating the banana. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. All of it. Yeah. So if that doesn't set up for everyone exactly what the tone of these games are. And what the original trilogy brought us, I don't know what will. Yeah, neither do I. But I'm done. I can't wait over to, to play him. All right. Yeah. Well, how about yeah? Over to me after a word from this sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're good this time, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
Get it, son. Get some. Hoo-hoo. Yeah. Luke. Luke. Yeah. Come here, would you? I can't. I'm in the middle of a game. A game of what? Battlefield 5. Just pause it. It's just a tally box game. Ugh, I can't. And it's a PlayStation. What happened to your X station? Ugh. Have you just about had it with the old bag getting all of that hip gaming lingo wrong? Well, hot off the press from patronising industries comes a new Tallybox Games Translator Handbook. Rather than explain 85 times what console you're playing on, when and when you cannot pause, and that you won't become a murderer, simply use the handbook to put such things in as simple terms as possible. Instead of trying to explain the console name, just say Game Thing. In place of explaining the pause situation, tell them it will be the same as leaving a light on in a room you aren't using at the time. Which is a dad special, if you ask me. And to calm the panic that you will go on to commit senseless murder in real life, simply say, I love puppies and walks on the beach with my mother. You'll see, with the Tallybox Games Translator Handbook, nothing is too hard to explain, too complex for comprehension, nor is it as big a test on your patience as being told video games are only for children. The handbook also includes a short story that parents can have read to them once tucked into bed to novelize these trendy terms for easier understanding. What's better yet, the handbook comes with times 200 font size to ensure your folks can take the book to bed and read through it unsupervised in their own time, free of web URLs and cheeky lingo that may confuse them into a coma they may never recover from. Finally, the handbook is also in physical copies only, due to expected mass confusion if it were sold in digital form on tricky technology-based devices such as the simple phone. So, if your parents are giving you grief about your video game habits, pick up the Tallybox Games Translator Handbook today and make life easier tomorrow! Mums and dads worldwide can find the handbook at all leading Far Curry bookstores and patronising industries direct factory outlets. Righto, Willie. I've ploughed through my experience with the Ratchet & Clank series. Oh, I felt like it would never end. Yeah. It was a solid ploughing. <laughs> and I've... With that original, you know, that original trilogy, which is very... Very deep set in my heart, but mm-hmm. they rebooted this in 2016, and now it they is did. your time to take us through your experience with that game. Over yeah. to you. Well, I thought we can just actually go through the whole game. So, spoiler alert on. Yeah. But uh, I brought up the case here, uh, so let's read the back of the box for this one. At the top it says, action, gadgets, weird aliens, all exclamation marks after those words. mm Join one of the galaxy's greatest double acts in a brand new game that retells the adrenaline-charged tale of how they first came together. Whether you're a long-time fan or new to the series, get ready for an action-filled, gadget-fueled ride as Ratchet & Clank's origin story is reborn on PS4. That's Ooh. a really good blurb, isn't it? That is good. Ratchet reimagined. Enjoy classic gameplay brought Bang up to date with a fresh, deeper storyline inspired by the new Ratchet and Clank animated movie. Woohoo. So they made a movie, not that I've seen it, but a lot of the cutscenes in the game are actually ripped from the film. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Jaw dropping graphics, prepare to be blown away by an adventure that looks just as good as the big screen movie itself. And the game does look quite nice. It does, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's the case. The cover's really nice. Uh, Ratchet. Then Clank up there. It's got Quark on the front. It's got some of the other ranges. It's got uh, Drek's head is taking up a lot of the cover. Uh, <laughs> Ugly head too. And then you've got, I don't remember his name. I think it's Victor Von 
something is on the cover as well, who's a robotic villain. Go on. I tell you who Drek looks like. Paul Heyman. <laughs> he does do. He's got the he's got the ponytail and everything. I'm talking, you know, two thousand three Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that's all I that's all I need to say. Oh, uh, you'd prefer to look like two thousand three Paul Heyman than two thousand six Big Show, and that's for sure. <laughs> so Ratchet and Clank twenty sixteen starts with Quark supposedly like in some sort of prison, uh, and he finds out that they're making a video game based on a movie based on what happened in the past between Ratchet and Clank and himself. Mm-hmm. So it's like a bit of a th- third wall break from the very start. Mm. <laughs> it's like based on a based on a game, based on a movie, based on the real life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Quark, as we said earlier, narrates narrates the whole game. So he's retelling all these events that happened between the two of them. Uh, we cut to Ratchet, who is working in Grimm's garage on Velden, the planet Velden, uh, and he's begging him to take a, an hour off or something to go and try for the Galactic Rangers because the Rangers are in town. Uh, they've come to Velden to find their next hero. Uh, and Quark, uh, he's giving this speech at at the Galactic Rangers event, <laughs> and, you, and you get the <laughs> you get the feeling straight away that he's a complete fake. He <laughs> runs out and he says. Uh, that he just walks through you a wall. Of, he, he he walks through a wall of fire, and then the, one of the other Galactic Rangers is just standing there with a fire extinguisher, just gives him one big puff because <laughs> 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 it's all on the screen. He's just it. It was just pyro or something. Yeah. Um. So you yeah you do the tryouts. Uh, Ratchet does the tryouts, and obviously it goes goes super well. That's like your first first time moving uh, as Ratchet, and it's it's fun. It's mainly just jumping. I think just a tiny bit of shooting or something. Uh. And we cut to, we cut to Ratchet speaking with the uh, Rangers in like a private room because he does so well that they have to pull him in, or at least they're interviewing the applicants they thought were good enough. And uh, Quark basically just says to him that uh, you're no good. He says you're reckless, you're a loose cannon, and you're dangerous. That's my shtick. Yeah. So he already feels pressured by the fact that Ratchet did so well and got such a big applause at the event yeah. uh, that he's kicking him out straight away. And that's what happens. They, they don't let him through because uh, Quark's the leader and their other rangers just uh, listen to what he says. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, funny opening. Like you see, y- y- you get a sense of Quark being a bit of a tool uh, and Ratchet just being this hopeful hopeful kid that's wanted to be a ranger his whole life. Mm. Um. Mm. And it's cool it with it's cool from the start as well that we actually have uh, Quark dubbing over everything and basically providing tips as a tutorial. He does it throughout the game. Mm. You know, he'll say it was at this point that Ratchet knew that he had to jump up to the ledge to get up there, sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. And you go, "Oh, right, I'm going to jump up there." It's just really good, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it feels it feels a bit dumb and like we're you know Quark's being a smartass sort of thing, but it's actually so yeah. funny. <laughs> I actually love it. <laughs> we cut to. Uh, Drek Industries uh, in on another planet or, or in, uh, I think it's just in space. It's like a space station. Uh, and we see uh, Clank, yeah, defective warbot get produced on a on the uh, line with all the other robots and then they have to basically get rid of him because he's defective because all the other robots are huge and they're all getting programmed to destroy the Galactic Rangers. But Clank's this tiny, as we said, this tiny little robot that means no harm. Uh, he escapes the facility and he gets in a ship and he p- programs into 
uh, fly to the to alert the Galactic Rangers of Direct's plans to destroy the Hall of Heroes, which is at Alero Alero City on the Valis, as like a statement, basically. Mm. Um, and as he is flying there, the ship says that he probably it probably won't make it, and he crash lands on Velden. Uh, and we cut to see Ratchet sitting on the rooftop of the garage, just looking up at the stars, really sad, disappointed that he didn't get into the Rangers. Uh, and he sees a spaceship crash, and he goes and uh, he goes and saves Clank basically out of the ship. And that's when their first meeting, uh, first meeting happens. It's a really nice moment. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, he he calls him Clank, like he gives him the name Clank, because the Clank just says that his Warbot defect B five four two nine. That's right. Like yeah, that's yeah. the only name that he knows. Um, and Ratchet just says, "Oh, well, okay, I'll just call you Clank." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, he, Clank was born. Yeah, he teaches him how to handshake and, and all these things, uh, and he tells him, you know, he'll fix him up. He's a bit broken, which he does. Uh, and Clank explains Drake's plan to destroy the Hall of Heroes, and then Ratchet says, you know, I'll help. And he's got that like childlike wonder in his eyes, like, oh, I, this is my chance again. I've got a second chance. You know, let me help. Um, and Clank's pretty hesitant to let him help, but Ratchet convinces Clank to let him help by lying about his friendship to the Galactic Rangers because uh, he's got the Rangers posters on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, they're my buddies. And then Clank says, uh, why aren't you in any of the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> and Ratchet's like, oh, well, someone's going to take the picture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on their way, so they so yeah, so they get in the ship and they get going. And on their way to Navalis, they pick up a distress call. Uh, uh sorry, they pick up a distress distress call from from Novalis, my bad. Uh, and they are shot down by an enemy ship. And Novalis is this planet is under attack from Drex minions, uh, because there's a person there that has information to do with Drex's plan, I think, that he's yeah. going to let out or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you crash land and you need to repair the ship. So, this is where you meet the plumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go up, go up through this uh, whole drain system and he says that there's a man crashed in a ship down down the bottom of the valley who will be able to give you answers. Or well, he shows you an info bot about... Uh, about Drex, it sort of tells us more about Drex's plans to create his own planet and gain world domination. Mm. Um, and he agrees to fix the destroyed ship. The mayor of Novalis is down, down, down the bottom of that ship, and it turns out that Skid McMarks, who we haven't met yet, is his nephew, and is being hunted on the planet Iridia because he has secret information about what Drex is planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah, a this is only. Yeah, that's only like 40 minutes or so. But this is all the setting up of all the characters as well. It's yeah. quite heavy to start with. Uh, and it's it worth is. it's worth mentioning that those Infobot, that Infobot you mentioned, they're almost little, just these little programmed bots with screens on them mm. that different characters will give Ratchet throughout the story, basically as a story progression mechanism where the player watches a, you know, a cut scene about or some information or ad from somewhere in the galaxy that adds backstory or the next triggers the next event or next action yeah. from Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. So they're they're a very important uh plot device. They are, yeah. And we should add that this game, uh, you know, this is probably 45, 45 minutes in. It's a really nice looking game. Yeah. 
for the PS4 and, you know, playing on the PS5. Like, it's so colorful and it's very smooth in its gameplay. And mm. I think, yeah, 45 minutes, you've really got a handle on how to control Ratchet and Clank and it's just really satisfying. Oh, flip. We get to do double uh, front flips. If you're strafing, you get to do side flips and back flips while you're shooting. Yeah. Use the helipack to glide around. Took me a while to really get that down, Pat, the strafing while shooting. Because mm. I think that first time I got to Novalis, I died a few times because there's lots of enemies there mm-hmm. um, down in this uh, big field. And yeah, I, I died a bunch of times because I just didn't understand that that was what you were supposed to do. The game doesn't exactly tell you to do that. And for someone like me coming in for the first time, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, it just sort of puts you in the into the playground almost and just lets you work it out for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one funny thing when we leave Novalis, because the plumber does fix the ship, um, Quark adds in a part in his narration where Ratchet and Clank apparently fought a brain-eating zombie T-Rex. <laughs> and he gets immediately called out for it. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. That is, that's, they're almost the best parts of the games, actually. The, the, the best comedy, comedy is... Uh, and even watching a clip from some of the, one of the games that appears in between what we've spoken about, which was a cracking Ratchet and Clank: A Cracking Time, which I think was 2015 on the PS3, or even 2015, 20, earlier than no, that. Tw- no, 2011. Sorry, mm. I think. And yeah, it's all Quark starts off the game by going through his narration, and he's yeah, just just saying <laughs> all of this stuff, like you know, and then. And then Clank was never to be seen again. And then the bloke goes, this bloke goes, oh, that's not entirely true. I mean, we saw him like, you know, the next day at this ceremony. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, damn it, I'm telling the story. It's just so good. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ratchet and Clank travel to Iridia, which is kind of like a, a sort of a poisonous, swampy looking planet. Yeah. Uh, and they meet Skid. Skid McMarks, who's trapped on top of a boulder surrounded by uh, these sand shark enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks Ratchet and Clank to eliminate them all, which isn't hard. It takes a couple of minutes so he can safely get down. And as a reward, he gives Ratchet his McMarks 4000 hoverboard. Ooh. And it's a huge moment for Ratchet. He's like so excited. This is one of his heroes, you find out. And uh, Skid even autographs it to him. <laughs> Very nice of him. Uh he has to, you have to go find Skid's agent, uh, and he when when you find Skid's uh, agent because he's like a Hollywood star of essentially well not Hollywood but he's like a big mega star with the hoverboarding. Um, his agent calls he's like a real he's a real typical Hollywood sort of wanker agent. He calls them Socket and Clink. <laughs> yeah, and then he re- corrects himself by calling them Sprocket and Clank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's like. He's like, yeah, he's like Sprocket and Clink. I can make money with that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, can, I can sell that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ratchet is given an infobot about the hoverboard competition on the planet Rilgar here. Uh, and this is a really funny moment where there's like a funny montage in this infobot where former hoverboarding champions talk about their love for the sport and how they would never <laughs> miss a race, but they're all like covered in bandages and hung up in hospital and, <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> they're all just completely completely injured and destroyed and they're all like oh I'd never miss out on hoverboarding I love it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god so these funny, games man. are so well written so funny mm. um, 
yeah, so I think from here you get a you can choose to either go to Kerwin, um, where sorry, which I said in the before, but Kerwin is where Alira City is, or you can go do a sort of side uh, mission at Rilgar and do your hoverboard racing. And the hoverboard racing is so fun. Yeah, it is. So it's, fun. It's good yeah. fun. Yeah, I think there's lots of shortcuts uh, actually with jumps that really give you the good times. I think when you get to the gold race, because you can do a couple of different tiers of it to unlock a trophy and stuff. Uh, when you get to the gold version, the shortcuts are needed. It's actually mm-hmm. quite hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, they meet a man uh, on Rilgar who is looking for Rhino Holo cards, which is like, essentially these trading cards. Uh, and he promises them if they can retrieve all of the Rhino Holo cards, he will build them the Rhino weapon. Oh. So I don't know if that's something you've done yet or not. No, not not in my 2016 playthrough. I'm just yeah. trying to get to Rift Apart. Yeah, so if you if you collect all the Rhino Holo cards, because there's like there's lots of Holo cards, but there's special Rhino ones that are kind of um, see through variants. Yep. Um, if you bring him all of those to him, you can build the Rhino, uh, which is an epic weapon. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when you get back to the main path, you go to Kerwin, which is like a yeah a planet that's like a big city hub, and the whole of Alero City is under attack from Blarg uh, warships. Can you explain what Blarg are meant to be? Because I don't think we've actually mentioned Blarg yet. Yeah, well, Blarg are basically just the... So, Chairman Drek, he's a Blarg. So, mm. it's basically just his race of people who are trying to, you know, enforce his will on the universe and try to you know, harvest okay. these planets. So, they're, they're almost just like... Almost like standing lizard sort of creatures, I yeah. suppose. They, it was sort of weird reptilian... Mm. So old characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. In in up your arsenal, we actually have a different race called the Tyranoids, which are these like they have like six eyes or something. They're just these weird versions. And then thinking going commando. See, I keep going backwards as I'm recounting. That's just the way I played them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So silly. Um, <laughs> in going commando, game number two, we uh, there was thugs for less. Okay. Which, uh, as I was saying to you before, Will, we had. Talk about the the funny names that they have in this series. They were go had working titles of fiends with benefits, and oh yeah, and things like oh I can't remember the rest. Actually, they were quite they're almost quite lewd. Yep. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, Blarg are basically just the the prominent the, villain. Just type. the yeah, just the minions of of Drek, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. It's a really fun section, this, where you actually get to fly around the whole city in a pretty big space and uh, do like a air space sort of battle, airship battle. Yeah. Um, sort of like fun, Star Fox uh, uh, g- gameplay. It's, it's quite fun. And you save the day and you sort of really sweep the covers un- from under the rug of Quark. Uh, and Quark even tries to answer the press questions from the press for Ratchet and Clank. He doesn't even want to have anything to do with it. Uh, and a reporter asks Quark if Ratchet and Clank will be made part of the Rangers after their heroic efforts. Uh, and Quark has basically no choice but to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can, Which is can, funny. Can I just have a... Can I just do a quick shout out to that um, that expression you tried to put there just then? The carpet. Sweep the carpet under the rug. <laughs> what did I say? That's what you said. <laughs> No, I said sweep the covers from under the rug. Yeah, that's probably worse. <laughs> is that worse? I know what you meant. <laughs> what is the real expression? Yeah, it's like trying to uh, you know, sweep sweep it under the rug to hide it, or or sweep or hide <laughs> put it under the covers. No, <laughs> pull, covers. 
pull the covers from under or something? Is that oh, the expression? You can, you can you can pull the rug out from under their feet, sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> we can sweep, add that to the blue. Drop. Sweep the covers from under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Oh, I, had to I had to do it. That's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So at the end of this section uh, on Kerwin. Drek sends a couple of the Blarg to destroy uh, Ratchet and Clank's ship um, with a bomb, and they do, and they and Ratchet and Clank are sent flying to a below platform in the city because it's, it's kind of like a city in the sky. It's all all very raised from the actual surface, um, and after doing a bit of fighting through Kerwin, they meet Big Al, uh, who gives them the upgrade for the Halipack device which lets uh, Ratchet jump much higher, long jump and glide. Mm-hmm. And all the upgrades you get from Big Al, they're built into Clank. So, like, he just gets technically more sound, I suppose. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it attaches to Clank's head. It's basically just like a propeller. Mm. Yeah. Brax, a, who is another Galactic Ranger, tells them that they've been cleared to attack Drex base in three days. Uh, so, Ratchet and Clank are getting a crash course on how to be a hero and Ratchet is given his Galactic Rangers outfit mm-hmm. uh, and then he does like a big training montage sort of mission in, in uh, Lero City before they leave. Uh, but as they finish the mission, Captain Quark gives Ratchet and Clank a Class G Star Jumper, a really uh, wicked spaceship, mm. and he tells them, he gives them a mission that they are basically doomed to fail uh, and he won't... He asks them to t- tell no one about the mission it is, as it is their little secret. <laughs> and because Ratchet is such a big fan of Quark, he doesn't believe anything he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, played, uh, I played that mission yesterday and it's quite, uh, it was quite funny hearing him say, say that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, which means don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, and that mission is to go to find Drek's secret project on Nebula G4, which is a space station, uh, you know, somewhere in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that the secret project, <clears throat> excuse me, is a Blagian snaggle beast, which is like a gigantic, uh, I don't know how you'd say it. I suppose it's just like a huge uh, di- dinosaur-looking yeah. Blag? Dragony lizard, mega lizard. Mega lizard, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a that's like the first real boss fight of the game too. Like the first uh, actual enemy that has its own health bar. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's 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 not too tough, but uh, it's it's something. And Quark uh, acts dumb when Ratchet asks if he knew that this was a secret project. Uh, and Ratchet's like, "Oh, okay. Well, there you go." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Quark also says, uh, "He says, oh, he's like, Ratchet says to Quark, like, did you know that the secret project was a Blagian Snaggle Beast?'" And he's like. Oh, it's something that in- he's like. Oh, I didn't realize it'd be something that intense. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. Like you knew you knew he was sending him, um, you know, up shit creek. But he's just <laughs> like, oh, I didn't realize it'd be that bad. <laughs> yeah, he thought some. He thought something uh, even less scary would be able to take them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we go to. Uh, oh, sorry. There's a blog there that surrenders to them afterwards. Uh, like the only one left, and he gives them an info bot about Doctor Nefarious. Testing a new XKB1 jetpack on the planet Gaspar. So that is your new lead going to Gaspar and checking out this jetpack because that mm-hmm. would be a great help to, to Ratchet and Clank, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
On Gaspar, you help a neuroscientist collect brains for his research and he gives you an infobot from <laughs> Chairman Drek who tells you about an ion cannon on the planet Batilia, which is now out of commission, allowing the Blarg to come to the surface and take over that planet. And, and what are those octopuses called that we extract the brains from? I don't know. <laughs> Something really bizarre, though. Yeah. yeah, you carry on and I'll find it because it is a funny name, which has a bit of funny <laughs> dialogue to do with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, on Gaspar, you get the jetpack and that's my favorite. My favorite section of the game is when you get to use a jetpack. And, yeah. I, and I thought it was going to be like a uh, an ongoing uh, upgrade that you got. But unfortunately, it's actually stuck on this planet. You don't really get to use a jetpack again because the, there's like charging pads all over Gaspar where you can charge the jetpack up to 100% to go again. Uh, and it sort of makes makes it though that you can't use it anywhere else. And I was really bummed out actually. Yeah. Because I wanted to go back to the previous planets and use the jetpack to get up on top of buildings yeah. and stuff. Mm. And I was like, yes, yeah, so I'll be able to go back there because there might be collectibles up high and uh, no. Yeah, I know. I, I remember you telling me that before I played it. So, I, wasn't, I didn't get my hopes up luckily. Yeah, yeah. But. Did you find the name? I did. It's a, a telepathopus. He's massive <laughs> octopus. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And it's funny because this brain dude, he's really obsessed with brains and they're like, geez, you really like brains, don't you? And he's like, he's just a bit of a sicko. <laughs> and he's saying, he's like, oh, of course, I'd be out there helping you if my if my um, doctor didn't tell me about my, I had this problem. And he doesn't say what the problem is. He says, but I have to stand dead still. If I don't, the problem will be back. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, and, this, and then he comes up and says, He's like, have you ever tried to say telepathopus 10 times in a row? It's really hard. And he's like, telepathopus, yeah. telepathopus. And he gets to the end, he goes, telepathopus. Oh, yeah, so you can't do it. This <laughs> 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 is so random. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, man. Uh, Ratchet hears from, uh, at the end of the section, Ratchet hears from Grimm, who tells him that he has a brother, Felton, on the planet Pokitaru. And uh, his brother told him Drek was attacking that planet with Hydra Harvester weapons sucking up all of the ocean's water. Mm. Uh, and he mentions that he rang Captain Quark, who just told him to contact his agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a tool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go to Batilia, and you turn on the ion cannon uh, and drive away Drex forces there, which is another really fun section where you got to you get to control the cannon and shoot down all the warships. That is cool. In the sky, and that's a really fun moment. Never gets old in video games. No, it's really The bigger good. the cannon, the more the fun. Always has been. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, they make their way to Pokitaru, which is like a, yeah, water, uh, sort of tropical-looking planet. Um, quite nice, actually. Nice and colourful. And Felton tells them they need an upgrade to their ship to take out the Hydra Harvesters. Thankfully, Big Al happens to be there for a comic book convention. <laughs> at this, figure that. At this pub. Figure that out. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> and he installs the weapon systems on that ship, which they use to take out the Hydra Harvesters. So, there, thank- thankfully. Mm. And Big Al gives them a new thruster pack, which can help them turn handles that require, require immense force. Because previously, you just use you just use your uh, wrench to turn a handle and he just sort of walks around. But there becomes a time where the, the handles are too tight. Mm. Um, so, he puts the wrench on and he uses the thrusters to go around in a circle really quickly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and also the thruster pack gives you, I think, yeah, bigger gliding, bigger long jump, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you also get to uh, swim underwater here as well. You get a, like an underwater helmet uh, that lets you breathe underwater. That's right. If I'm you not do. mistaken. No, you do. Yeah, yeah it, mm. you get infinite breathing time. Yeah. Oxygen nice. supply even. Hmm. It cuts back to uh, the Galactic Rangers and Quark is going over the plan uh, for what they're going to do. And he basically just says that they're going to go to the deplanetizer uh, and they're going to... They're just going to go in there and get it done. Like, there's mm. no actual plan. And yeah. uh, no, he's not taking it serious at all. And Ratchet just completely eats it up. <laughs> that's right. He says, I'm going to get... He's like, that's right. I'm going to go in there and talk, try to talk to these guys. And they're like, wait, they've just destroyed five planets. Why would we talk to them? And he's like, oh, I'm, see you. And he just flies off. Yeah. just disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's when they head, That's when they actually head to the, the planetizer and they're like in a formation. And yeah. he just pisses off. Yeah. yeah. Um, they... There is one more planet, I think, before they go there. It's Kortu, uh, which... Or is Kortu a base? I'm Kortu getting... is the factory. It's, a, it's the... Um, it's a factory, yeah. Warbot factory, yeah. Warbot factory, yep. And they fight... There's another boss fight there called Mrs. Zircon. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a giant robot that's kind of like the motherly figure of all of the mini robots, the Mr. and Miss Zircons. Yeah. Uh, which you can use as a weapon. Yeah. You summon, yeah. It's a little robot companion that flies next to you shooting enemies. Got yeah. And he has funny dialogue too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they find out there, it's actually only there that they find out that Drek is using uh, a device called the Deplanetizer, uh, which he's going to take, he's basically going to take the perfect parts of different planets to create his own perfect planet. Um so, of course, the Rangers head straight to the Deplanetizer, which is like a big space station with a weapon on it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Quark decides that he wants to head in first and talk to Drek. Mano, oh, Mano. <laughs> mano, oh, Mano. <laughs> yeah. uh, Clank faces Victor Von Ion for the final time, and in, who is electrocuted at the end of the sequence. So, there's a few boss fights against him where it's like Clank is running away from him and Victor is uh, you're running towards the screen mm. and you basically have to you can see his target shots getting lined up you got to dodge out of the way and different things and Victor's um, a big a big robot mercenary basically yeah well he comes after him because he escapes the uh, the the facility where he's created yeah 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 um, Ratchet you know Quark didn't expect anyone to make it in but Ratchet uh, happens to make it inside the deplanetizer by doing like a base, a massive space jump out of his ship uh, down there. Like he just dives out of his cockpit to make it. And he's captured by Drek pretty quickly. And he is in this big ball and Drek is basically just escorting him through the uh, space <laughs> station. And he happens to walk past a room, like a, it's like a lunch room or something. <laughs> yeah. And Quark is in there being chummy with this blog. Yeah, he's just having a good chat to him about what yeah. he was telling someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is the, yeah, this is awkward moment. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Quark just starts pressing the button to close the door furiously till it closes. <laughs> he actually hides the blog behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> he turns around and just hides him behind his back. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. so good. Uh, after that, Novalis gets destroyed by the Deplanetizer. Yeah. And which is a bit sad. And Ratchet blames himself. He does. They go home to Velden. Uh, like he basically leaves the Galactic Rangers. They go home uh, and after seeing the heroes turn to the dark side. I don't think he can do it anymore because it's all a lie. Mm. 
But Clank persuades Ratchet to go back to the Rangers as they need his help now more than ever. <laughs> uh, and they find out the next planet to be destroyed will be Umbrus, which will take out the entire system with it on impact because of its pure tetragen core, is what they say. So it's right in the middle. I think it's. I think the way the the way the planets will line up in a certain moment, it'll hit the middle and it'll explode into all the other planets. Something like that. Mm. <laughs> but they need a holo guys to get into the deplanetizer again, which is basically a, a a a device that lets you become like a hologram or something of someone else. Yeah, yeah. Mimi- uh, because- mim- mimic another species or. Yeah, so the plan is that Ratchet will disguise himself as Captain Quark to bypass the security of the deplanetizer and shut it down, which is mm. really funny. Like, you get to uh, walk around as Captain Quark and he just says, oh, hello, to, to all these <laughs> blog to get lit through the doors. Have you done that bit, this bit yet or no? No, I got I got up to the part where Ratchet receives it and then it says he gets to pretend to be him and then it skips to Quark talking to uh, Drek. And I was like, oh, my God, are we already talking to Drek? But it turns out it was still actually Quark. So, yeah, okay. so that's where I'm up to. <laughs> the Well, it's it's funny. Like, you go, you're going through the deplanetizer and, yeah, there's, like, all these blog manning uh, force field doors and you have to, like, press the button to just stand there and wave and be like, hello, it's me, Captain Quark. And then they go, oh, hi, and they open the door for you <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you get in there and... He sees, uh, it cuts to a scene where Quark is arguing with Drek about leaving his rangers alone. Mm. He's starting to have this slight redemption arc because he's he's gone too far. That's where I'm up to. I've seen that bit. Okay, well, that might happen before. That's probably might happen before you go to okay. the planetizer, then it might be backwards. Yep. yep. Um, but in this moment, uh, Dr. Nefarious shows up for. Seemingly the first time in the game, really. First time we see him. First time we actually see him. And yeah, he is in his yeah, true alien form. Mm. Uh, and he really guilts Quark for selling out his friends. Well, they're, they're basically nemeses. Yeah. Quark, Quark and Nefarious. Yeah, yeah. I found, and- I found it funny, though, that, that Quark's like talking about Nefarious. It's like, oh, you've been working with Nefarious to do all this. And Drake's like, yeah, of course. And then Nefarious rocks up. And Quark goes... I thought you were dead. That's like, we just talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that bit. But yeah. Uh, I didn't really get that one either. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure why he said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, I think because uh, Nefarious is kind of doing, he's kind of getting Drek to do his dirty work. Like he's using Drek as a puppet in a lot of ways mm. to build an army and build the deplanetizer for him. Uh he might have disguised himself as being dead to stay in the shadows. Which is yeah. why I said earlier that he really reminds me of Emperor Palpatine in this yeah. moment. Because yeah. he, sho- he only shows up when the job's done, but he's been pulling the strings the whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he uses the Sheepinator on Drek, Chairman Drek. <laughs> That's right. And sends him flying out into space. So, yeah, so it, yeah, we, we do find out for real that he was just using Drek to get what he wanted, which was his own world domination. Uh, afterwards, Ratchet and Clank, going into through the Deplanetizer, come face-to-face with Captain Quark, <laughs> and there's a boss fight with Quark. So, this is all a revelation for Luke, who's only just gotten up to this bit. Well, this is different from the first game, for sure, the original, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you, we defeat Captain Quark in a actually kind of hard boss fight, 
And after the fight, he apologizes to Ratchet and Clank. And Nefer- Dr. Nefarious is up top, basically saying that they're all embarrassing. And Quark stands up to Nefarious, declaring Ratchet the head of the Galactic Rangers and placing Dr. Nefarious under arrest. Oh. Very exciting turn. But Nefarious turns on the Deplanetizer, but the... Uh, I, I don't remember exactly how, but the whole space station gets knocked off course. So the planetizer's ray misses um, misses the planet it's going for, and it buys them some time. Uh, and because the thing is off course, Ratchet and Clank go after Nefarious through the space station, and there's like this huge grind railing, uh, gr- uh, rail gr- grind railing, gr- rail grinding section where you got to uh, chase after Nefarious in this massive space mech suit. Oh. through the um, space station while it's twisting and it's really oh, cool um, and, and then the final fight happens uh, at the energy core of the deplanetizer where you've got to uh, yeah, fight nefarious uh, I, won't, I won't say too much about it because you haven't played it yet so I don't want to spoil what the fight is yeah. uh, but it's, it's good it's, it's tough well, not, well tough but it's you know it's, some, it's somewhat challenging yeah and you defeat Nefarious uh, in his mech suit and send him flying into the Deplanetizer's energy core, never to be seen again. Unless. Unless. Can't say anymore. <laughs> but Ratchet and Clank and Quark are still on the space station uh, that's going to explode at this point because yeah. the energy core has been so uh, startled. Uh, and they get, they get a teleporter... Uh, I don't know how to explain it very well, but there's like a teleporter pad and Ratchet and Clank are up top on this bit and Quark is down the bottom where the airlock or like the glass has been cracked and it's going to open. Yeah. And uh, Quark basically goes to sacrifice himself to let Ratchet and Clank leave in the teleporter by holding the, by not, by by saving them with uh, not letting him fly it into space or something like that. Okay. And Ratchet and Clank say, nope, not happening. So mm. they dive off of the top with the teleporter and Quark jumps towards them and they all meet into the teleporter in the middle in this big moment oh. uh, to, to, to save everybody. Uh, and after the, after, the final, after the final bits, we see Quark outside uh, in prison on Kerwin uh, and he's talking, uh, talking about what happened. Uh, and we see a character called Shiv Helix who uh, is in the prison, who escapes the prison in a spaceship. And Ratchet and Clank are there and they're about to go uh, go after him and they ask Quark if he's coming as well, basically letting him back into the fold in that moment. Oh. And that's and that's how the game ends. Ooh. So I so just talked through the whole game. So. <laughs> well, I, think we, I think we get the, the idea of it now. Yeah. I would certainly thing. hope so. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that sort of sums up for anyone out there who hasn't played it or maybe who played the originals when you were younger and wasn't sure about the new ones. Definitely have a go. And because I guess leading into Rift Apart, what are your early thoughts of Rift Apart having played a few hours of it now? Oh, Rift Apart is absolutely epic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better than 2016 in the first 15 minutes. Mm. <laughs> and 2016 is a great game too. Mm. Uh, but it just feels so goddamn solid to play and the graphics look out of this world good. And yeah. the haptic feedback built on the DualSense controller is just so awesome. 
it's like hard. It's hard to explain. Like it's actually so cool in different for a lot of different reasons too. Uh, but Rift Apart is it is really good. The story is really interesting. I think some of the characters that we see uh, will really surprise you. Oh, cool! Uh, and yeah, it's super exciting. I can't wait to hear, hear what you think of it as well. I can't wait to finish it. Yeah. Well, if that's if ever anything was going to sell this series, we hope this is an episode that will do so. We're not obviously making this podcast just to literally focus on our favorite games. But hmm. given that this new game has come out and we're big fans of Insomniac, our Ratchet and Clank series, of course, as well, we cannot endorse this series enough. And I think with this new game coming out, there is no better time to jump on. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's that's the reason why we're doing the episode now anyways, because it's on our mind and we just love talking about it. So, why not? Hmm. Did this so, come out? Did it come out on the PlayStation 4 as well? Rift no, Apart? Just, just the PlayStation 5. Okay. Well, yeah. there might only be a few of you lucky enough to own a PS5 because well, we, we understand they're on very short <laughs> short supply at the moment. Yeah, it's a bummer. I was going to say that anyone that's listening to this that just listened through, you know, my explanation of what happens in that whole game, you've heard the start to finish. I would give you the uh, clearance to, if you have a PS5, to just jump straight into Rift Apart if you just heard that whole story. Mm. I don't think playing 20, 2016 is 100% necessary. No, um, it's not not at all, really. I, like, based on my pre- previous experience with the games, I started at three and went backwards, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's a really fun game. Really good. But uh, if you have a PS5 and you just heard the ending, just jump into Rift Apart. If you really want to play 2016, it's part of the PlayStation Plus collection. Then mm-hmm. you get me with your membership, so just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, how about a couple of burning questions? Yeah, you fire away first this time. Okay. Well, my burning question is actually more about the studio rather than uh, Ratchet & Clank itself. Maybe yours is too. Maybe it is. What I wrote was, what game franchise would you like to see Insomnia Games take on next? Because we, you know, it's very clear that we love Insomnia Games. Some of our favorite games ever are made by them and uh, they just keep producing hitters. Uh, so what would you what would you like to see him take on? I've written a couple of answers. So as in something that's been done previously, or well, anything, anything it could be previously a previous series. It could be something brand new. I don't know. I think something that they would be really. Oh, I'm on. I'm honestly not sure off the top of my head what what they'd be good at. Anything that's in the realm of fun and humorous, such as anything they've done before, but but focusing on really fun gameplay because I think they really nail gameplay mm-hmm. in all of their games from Spyro is nice and basic. So, I guess that's a probably different example, but it's still yep. humorous and full of color and life. Ratchet and Clank, Sunset Overdrive and Spider-Man, they're all gameplay centric, like some really unique gameplay in all of them. Yeah. So, I really want a, a Sunset Overdrive sequel for a start. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. But in terms of... I don't know, uh, former oh, older games. I, honestly, I couldn't. I probably can't. Couldn't tell you because they're they're quite unique. The Insomniac games. Yeah, that's fine. I'll tell you what I said. If there were absolutely no restrictions on what I could choose here, I would love to see Insomniac Games make a new Banjo Kazooie game because I think 
there hasn't been a Banjo Kazooie game since 2008, and there hasn't been yep. a good Banjo Kazooie game since uh, 2001. And I think it's in dire need of uh, a new game that just has some of the energy that Insomniac could provide. Yeah. They can just bring that energy and that really solid gameplay to Banjo-Kazooie. I think that would make the most epic game. Uh, but, of course, that's not going to happen. That's Otherwise, the right, genre, right genre, though. I, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Otherwise, I'd like to see them take what they've done with the Spider-Man games and the Marvel Universe, along with the awesome gadgets and part of, uh, God, partic- particle effects that they can make. <laughs> like, they make these awesome effects and, you know, crazy gadgets and make a true Iron Man game that's yeah. just this huge spectacle for the PS5. I think they could absolutely nail that. I say give them Marvel. Because not only can they nail the gadgets, nail the explosions, but they can also nail the um, the characters, especially mm. some someone like Tony Stark who's like a fair smartass. And funny. I yeah. reckon they would write him perfectly. Yeah. So, it, that, would it, be my, that would be my choice. It would make sense as well because, like I said, they really nail they nail navigation, yeah, gameplay. So it's not they don't deal on a single plane where you're you're grounded the whole time. They literally mm. deal in games that have you launching yourself so like ridiculously high into the sky and everything like that. So I yeah, I think it would be perfect. And in the the uh, can't remember what they called them, but the boots in up your arsenal. Which have you boosting yourself, basically flying at ground level around as you please. Like hover would, boots? Hover, they're not hover boots, but they're like, they're basically jetpacks out your boots. Right. That shoot you along. And that would basically, they like, my point is they're basically exactly the same as Iron Man boots. With yeah, the yeah. thrusters out of them. So, I'm saying mm. they basically had it. The formula there for 17 years. So, why not just capitalize oh, yeah. with Iron Man suit? They they could absolutely nail it. Yeah. What's your question? My question is also to do with Insomniac Caves. Um, <laughs> but with series such as Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, Sunset Overdrive and Spider-Man now in their arsenal and with the recent release of Rift Apart and mm-hmm. the recent success of the Spider-Man games. Yep. Is there a studio as in vogue now as Insomniac Games? Something that's like a studio that's trending, basically. Um, because I know that this no. this is this is basically four series, but it's I swear I'm seeing Insomniac Games like every six months with some new new game. Yeah, and no, I they, don't know if that's just good marketing or what, but I, they, I just feel like they're everywhere at the moment. Yeah, they're hitting it out of the park. I think they're the best playstation studio i think so too to be honest like oh of course we love naughty dog but the quality of game that insomniac is pushing out on such a quick rate and to see uh like the other day we we saw tweets of developers from insomniac saying that they didn't have any um overtime crunching to make rift apart they worked 40 hours a week and they're still putting out a game of such quality Mm. that should be uh heralded very highly should no, I, 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 that only added to my regard yeah. for Insomniac Games. That's, no, a, that's actually because for, for people who probably aren't familiar, one of the major controversies in the, ga- in the gaming industry pretty much is workers at the, end, at the back end of a development of a game get absolutely pounded. Yeah. Like we're talking like double time for, you know, 
months on end just trying to get these games out in response to these big, you know, big time publishers trying to putting the pressure on them to get these out by released by release dates (laughs) (laughs) by by release dates and we see a lot of games that get delayed as a result because they're basically too much pressure put on them yep so to hear insomniac games have have workers publicly say that they didn't have yeah they didn't get into this thing called the crunch as they call it it's um really it's a bigger achievement than it should be yeah, definitely. I mm. think so. It's probably pretty clear how much Sony values this company as well, because the fact that this isn't happening there, and they've happened to make a game of this caliber while making the Spider-Man Miles Morales game and others, they probably have so many staff and so much money backed into this company at this yeah. point, mm. which is great because they deserve it. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're creative. Yeah. Their creative teams are just, and you know, from the original Spyro coming out in the mid mid to late nineties, maybe ninety nine, ninety eight, to now, like there's a fair gap, and obviously highly unlikely that there's same staff there, but um, but they've just always been really high quality, and just mm. plugging away in the background, they've never really just they've never really got the the gravitas that you know Rockstar or Nintendo or Bethesda have received. Yeah. When all they're doing is focusing on quality over quantity. Yeah. Like Naughty Dog. Like Naughty Dog. Mm. Yeah, no. Totally agree. mm. Well, that about wraps up our Ratchet and Clank talk. Yeah. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just ready to play play Rift Apart. Well, I I would like to wrap this up so I could actually go back to the living room. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, it's, it's good talking about Ratchet and Clank. Such an awesome series. Um, if I could say any final thoughts about the series, I think uh, the Ratchet and Clank PS4 game is some of the most fun I've ever had from a game, just generally. Uh, mm. The game has awesome physics and weapons, uh, gadgets, and the characters are so funny and well-written. Uh, and the main duo, Ratchet and Clank, they've sort of become two of my favorite characters in gaming uh, ever, really. Yeah. Uh, and I can't. I'm actually genuinely quite excited to go back to borrow some of the PS2 games and play their their origins through because it'll be it'll not it'd be nice to see that. I want to see the funny humor that they used to have. Um. So uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts. I can't wait for whatever Insomniac make next, whatever it is. Like even if it's a new IP, I'm you know we have total faith in them. It's like Marvel worlds of faith. Marvel Studios sort of level, yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. But no, I I, uh, I feel you big time. They've always been very important to me. I've always loved them. Always had great fun with them. So, I'm hoping that'll just continue and it sounds like it will with Rift Apart. So, that's all from me and thank you very much. I just, I just remembered one thing that I didn't say while I was talking about Ratchet Clank 2016. And that is, this is just very quickly, I just want to list my favorite weapons. From the game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Before we wrap up, I love the proton drum, yep, which is like good. a big pulsing orb that you throw out on the field. I love the Groovatron. It's <laughs> like a disco ball that you throw out. makes all the enemies dance. Hilarious. I love the pixelizer because obviously it just turns them all into pixel uh, characters. So good. 
<laughs> and of course, you can't go past the Rhino. Insanely cool weapon, and it's so damn powerful. It's honestly like it shoots 20 uh, shells at it once in this yeah. crazy fashion. It's so cool. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And the weapon, the weapons is something they nail in every yeah, game. Yeah. When you upgrade it uh, in your second playthrough of the game, it uh, it almost shoots like fireworks and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to quickly, I didn't say that. I wanted to get that in there, but we can sign off now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, on that note. Uh, and what are we talking about next week? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about next week? I think we're talking about nature and ecosystems. Is that correct? Is that we next week's actually. episode? It is. It I, is. I couldn't it remember is. if it was next week. No, so, next week, we want to have a look at the best ecosystems that gaming has to offer mm-hmm. in our experience. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we might miss a few. No, but our favorite, our favorites, and we're talking about systems such as in Far Cry 3, where we've got, you know, wild animals to hunt, weather systems, uh, seasons, all of that sort of thing that really mm-hmm. bring the game to life and add that character to the game. Very good. Very so, good. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm out. I've had enough talking. We'll see you all next week. Will, thanks again, <laughs> as always. All right. Thank you, Luke. See you, guys. <laughs>